This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am being joined remotely by that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on, Polly? What's going on, Polly? Polly Cupcakes in the house. My house. <laughs> We've had we've had quite the long evening tonight, folks. We've had uh, a couple interviews that we've done. One of which you are going to hear later with the tip of the iceberg podcast boys, Nick Berlanski and Nick Horowat. You know, love to hate these guys, right? Exactly. It talk about frenemies, right? Absolutely. Um, we love all of our our fellow Metro. Um, uh, hosts in the Hockey Podcast Network, but real special bond with the the Pittsburgh fellas, given the relationship that our teams have. Absolutely right. A big, yeah. Like I said, love to hate these guys. They're uh, they do great content, and honestly, one of the the best produced podcasts I think on the on the on the network as far as. They hustle to get the the good interviews and and uh, everything else there. So props to them. Uh, but before we pop tabs, we do have to tell you about our sponsors, the SummerSkates.com company. They make slides or sandals, whatever you want to call them, depending on region. Uh, they're not thongs, but sandals that go over your foot uh, using hockey laces as the main outer wear but uh, as far as comfort goes man probably some of the best we got the Polly and I got the Ovechkin special editions they're made with yellow laces real hockey laces and they have like this super nice like cushiony inside to them along with like a really durable plastic summer skates uh treaded bottom I think these things are going to last me a long time, Polly. How about you? Yeah, I think so. Um, they feel pretty sturdy. I I love them. They're very comfortable. I use them, you know, when I'm I'm walking the dog, uh, not not on a brisk walk, but a, a nice casual, comfortable walk. Uh, I wear them around the house. They they're just they're they're very versatile. They're comfortable, and they look better than pretty much any sandal I've ever owned. They're, they're really, you can't go wrong owning this, this pair of sandals. Absolutely. So check them out at summerskates.com. If you order now, you get a, you get a free koozie that are, that is also made with hockey laces on the outside. Uh, I've been using it exclusively. This is, it's my new podcast hook, koozie number eight Ovechkin. Love it. White laces. I mean, the stitch works impeccable. Everything's awesome about this this product. Check them out. Summerskates.com. Order them now. You can check them out on Instagram and Twitter at Summerskates. So, you know, do it now and thank us later. And, Polly. You know, speaking of koozies, maybe we should start drinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Here we go. One, two, three. So what's been going on? Bobby? Well, well, you know, I was going to say, yeah, given 
are are popping tabs right there and you know the the fans have learned the true essence behind it that it's not organic every episode Mm. um i don't remember if it was the interview on this episode or if it's what will be on in december on theirs but i made mention of possibly replacing the popping tabs with the sound of me pouring wine (laughs) yeah so uh maybe that'll be in a good cut we'll see how we can edit that out uh into our into our (laughs) interview uh yeah so generally what happens folks if you didn't know is that we we i i I, when whenever we have like an interview going we get everybody on and then i ask for like 30 seconds to like 45 seconds of silence and then if we're videoing it i clap three times and that's to match up the audio to the video and then i play you know then we go into our whole spiel our whole interview well i go like hey let me get some silence and that is to just to show a baseline for one but also to like get your noise reduction filters going because they need that you need that when you're in audacity uh and Polly just decides to crack open his wine bottle and start pouring a fucking glass of wine uh it comes through very clearly on the uh on the uh, interview. So I'll see about editing that in for you. Just for you, Polly. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize how loud it was until <laughs> we started the interview and both, both Nick's were like, uh, yeah, we thought we were supposed to be quiet, but then Paul's just pouring away. <laughs> um, uh, but other than that, uh, nothing much has been going on. Um, there's not a whole lot of hockey news, I guess. Uh, honestly, I just saw some tweets, but I guess the AHL is very, uh, very much considering more postponement. And uh, we just learned from our interview with Nick and Nick from the Iceberg Podcast that, uh, or the tip of the Iceberg Podcast, I'm sorry, that a couple of Canadian ECHL teams may withdraw from the upcoming season. So, as far as I know, that's the only hockey news there really is. Right. And I mean, for our hometown, or at least the town that we live in uh, at this point in life, is uh, the Wheeling Nailers have their ice down and they're ready to go. Though the surges yeah, you know, in it, cases. It's crazy. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said the surges in cases have been, have been terrible. And I think that's what's really causing a lot of people to panic. So, uh, you know, I think. It's it's kind of like half of the half of the organizations are are full steam ahead and laying down ice or whatever, but then the other half are just like they they kind of halfway know that they're going to get canceled anyways. I mean, kind of like our beer league, right? Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the pros, it's pretty crazy to me that the NHL is planning on moving ahead in the ECHL who plans to be ahead of the NHL, but then the AHL who's in the middle is not planning on playing. That's, that's a very weird dynamic there. And I'm really interested to see how that plays out. But like you said, our beer league, they're making us all wear masks now during gameplay. Yeah. And Um, who knows what the effectiveness of that is, but at the same time, like, I mean, I'm do, I'm going to do it because I like to play hockey, you know? (laughs) 
Right. You know, it, no, no matter how you feel on the matter, um, you know, you either do it or you don't if you want to play. To me, it, I mean, it just kind of seems like um, they're doing it more for show. I think, uh, you know, there there have been a lot of good measures taken, but sometimes it just seems like stuff is being done just to put on the proper appearance. Uh, and this seems to be one of those cases. And honestly, I think if they've come to this point, we're pretty close to being shut down again. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the only reason that they're doing it is because is to not be shut down. Uh, I was talking to our beer league guy yeah. and he was like, dude, if, if they shut it, the place down again for any significant amount of time, they might go like out of business. I mean, that's a real thing. Um, which is sad because, well, yeah. it's sad for me in a selfish aspect because I don't want to have to play hockey exclusively and shithole wheeling, but <laughs> you know, I, yeah. that's the closest rink to us year round rink. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, just, just, just given our, our location, if that rink gets shut down, we don't have anything from the months of March until October within an hour. Right. Yeah. Of, of driving. So, uh, bad news is I just saw on the news tonight, this is Wednesday when we're recording Allegheny County is starting to get much more strict. So that may not look good for our, uh, senior league, which is in the neighboring County. Right. But, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're trying to finish, a, a senior league season. We're fighting for a playoff spot, but who knows? COVID might shut us down again. We already missed, it was about three or four months for, yeah. Our, and you know what? Uh, I mean, I know summer, that, I, I know that the DC area is actually has, hasn't come back in a while for most rinks. So we're over here, you know, embarrassment of riches. So if you're in the DC area, the DMV area, and you're, uh, you're yet to return, you know, we feel your pain for sure. And we're probably a bit spoiled to even have come back for what, two months, but it's, it is what it is. And we're hoping that, uh, hoping that it kind of evens itself out and in the situation gets resolved as soon as possible. So, you know, not to not to be an entirely downer episode about the world's uh, case. You know, we're here we're here to kind of uh, may let you have that escape. I guess escape with me with the hockey troll and Polly cupcakes here, right? <laughs> well, for the sake of hockey, I hope that the vaccine comes quickly. Right, and that it's effective. Just for the sake of hockey. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could, like we said a hundred times, if I could wave a wand and erase this whole shit, that would be great. But unfortunately not the case. And, uh, you know, honestly, like that's really the only news that we have is it's, it's all related to COVID. I, I mean, we covered a lot of the stuff last week, uh, that's going on and, you know, we do have the reverse retro jerseys though oh which, yeah we do that that is which we news. did talk about so yeah. i mean we talk about it a little bit uh with with the tip of the iceberg podcast which will air in a few weeks but um caps fans what do you think about the uh the the 
reverse retro jerseys. I love them. I mean, it's cool that they're red, and it's cool that they're using the Screaming Eagle and the Capitol building. And, uh, you know, I think that it's kind of, uh, it's more of a melding of the two best eras of the Washington Capitals. What about, uh, what about you, Polly? You know, absolutely. I, I, first I echo what you say. Um, and you know, I love that they are rocking the red, but still using the old logo. So, um, it really just seems to be, like you said, the, the perfect combination of the two best eras. And uh, I think it's just the the coolest take I've seen on, um, on a Capitals alternate jersey since they've rebranded. Probably because they, they, they're crossing over. But it just I, I think they did a really good job of it. And... I really have no complaints about it. And um, another thing we mentioned in the interview that will air in a couple weeks is uh, Tom Wilson posted a, a photoshopped picture of him in the uniform and it looks good. Yeah, right. Uh, that, it, you know, hey, will he wear anything that, that could win me over, I think. But uh, Willie and nothing but summer skis. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I guess we, we, should we do the promo now or after, after the, uh, after the interview here, Polly? Well, let's, let's wait till later just so there's a little more space between. Absolutely. All right. Well, Caps fans, let's hear a little bit about our enemy on today's Washington wraparound. We have Nick Berlansky and Nick Horwat on our, on a, as as a guest interview for our Washington wraparound, they are from the Tip of the Iceberg podcast on the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Check them out, and uh, here's the Washington wraparound. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm being joined by remotely by Polly Cupcakes, who obviously doesn't know what the fuck silence means, and <laughs> Nick Verlansky <laughs> and Nick Horwat of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Uh, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. I, th- I thought that was a test for a quick second there with Polly trying to get us to crack when we're supposed to be silent and pour- pouring the wine, but uh, luckily... We didn't crack, but that that was uh, pretty good, Polly. <laughs> I wasn't sure how loud it really was, and uh, I guess I got my answer. <laughs> the crack of the bottle was okay, but it was the pour into the empty cup that 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 got me a little bit because <laughs> it's dead silent. And you just hear the the fill. You know it's go time. That might it might have to be our new popping tabs. <laughs> hey, there you go. All right. This is beautiful. And, what is it you're drinking though? What uh, yeah what. Are I didn't you get in a, a wine glass? It. Is it a wine it's, glass? Uh, whatever it is, it's too fancy for me. It's a Car- Carlo Rossi Burgundy. Ah, it's uh, a large bottle too. Yeah, California table wine. Um, there you go. It comes in uh, uh, gallons. It was uh, we had a lot of that at my wedding. I, I mean, Walmart Kroger. It, it's it's a very it's of a good value. It's good taste for a low price. 
is that that brand that also comes in like jugs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I know exactly so it, what you're talking about. Then. Yeah. So it's California table wine and or West Virginia basement wine. That's, exactly. That's that's the the parallel there. Okay. Got hey, it. We're all got about it. versatility here. There you go. Hey, that's that's what it's all about. Right. So it's best used for cooking, but I mean, I guess you can drink it raw. Um, you know, speaking of locations, though, Berlansky, I feel as if you made a well, you told or I, I don't know if this is OK to talk about. Now, tell me if it's not. But uh, oh, you're good. Go for it. OK. <laughs> uh, you have recently made a move into the land of the free, the nation's capital, uh, where, um, you know, people are smarter, overall better looking highly educated just you know great great people in in consideration of to where you were before right (laughs) yeah i do want to make sure that you you do know pennsylvania is part of the united states which is is, in a whole is free correct yeah but i feel like the the closer you get to the dmv area is is just you just the more freedom freedom intensifies (laughs) (laughs) yeah you are correct about a week ago I, I made the move down here to uh alexandria virginia and, and working in dc i'm very excited so far I, I will say i do like the city now i i told Polly before we started first place i went out to eat was hanging a, a 2018 caps championship banner so i will not be partaking in food from that establishment again but other than that I, i've enjoyed my time down here so far well that that's good um you know you might find that a lot, though, just so you know. I mean... Well, I guess I'm going to be crossing off a lot of restaurants that I can't go back to. Huh? <laughs> it's not as if we're as lowbrow as Pittsburgh, though, where literally you cannot... You can only see banners when you open your eyes just over the same thing, right? And I know what's coming next. I know what's coming next. Just give it to me. Give it to uh, me. Well, I was about to say that's what happens when you win five instead of just uh, one, uh, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, hey, look... Guys, you walked the, into it, so of course. At the top of the show, we're gonna give you all of the muffins. All right, just we'll, yeah. just okay. keep them. Well, I'll keep them coming, and you guys keep knocking them out of the park. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, you know what? Good for you, man. I'm glad that you are. You know, have made some actual. You know, some life moves that seem to be have you on the up and up. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm I'm excited to to be on the official caps chirp once again. It's been a little while, and I'm excited to be in the land of the official caps chirp uh, from what i've seen what one of the top 10 caps podcasts is ranked by somebody i'm not sure who but somebody ranked <laughs> you guys top 10 so uh big big hand to you guys for that thanks thanks actually i don't think we even mentioned did we mention anything about that paulie and on our pod I uh so. no i we were tweeting about it but i don't think we talked about it yeah yeah so uh Thank you for bringing that up, but we're not sure mm-hmm. who ranked us that. It was probably just, you know, spam, but we're taking it and running with it for sure. Uh, <laughs> Horwat, buddy, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I helped Berlansky with the move, but uh, I've been working a lot this week as I try to do every week. I try and work as much as I can. That's good. Um, just hard to do when, you know, I'm out of a job and had to find another, and I'm currently looking for a real job, so... Uh, things are moving and shaking for a recent college graduate, you know? <laughs> well, shit, man, that sucks. But honestly, I know that obviously money's important, but uh, yep. just take this time. Take this time to uh, enjoy not working. Uh, I know that's hard. You know, that's the fucked up part is like I've been unemployed several times uh, and you can never truly enjoy it. And probably especially because of the fucking virus, huh? Yeah, and 
being unemployed though, it's not one of those things you really want to enjoy. <laughs> That's so, true. You know, you don't want to say enjoy your unemployment. No, uh, it's not how that works. But no, I mean, I'm only 23, so I'm still in my parents' basement for now, and. That's one thing Berlansky has over me. He's been moved out for, well, you moved back in, but you were out in Bellevue for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, trying not trying to just save up as much cash as possible, get out of here one day, and really start living my life. But for now, I'm enjoying free rent. How's that? That's what I'm enjoying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, if any of you listeners out there have some sort of employment opportunity, please <laughs> hit up Nick. Uh, he'll. He's he's a hard worker, obviously, as you can tell yep. here. He's he's driven. Love the attitude, man. Thank you. Try to I try to, if I say if I could work every day of my life, I would. So there you uh, go. Yeah, there I want go. a job. Someone hire me, please. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess moving on, and the reason so so we we were asked to do kind of, you know you guys hit us up like hey we come back on uh, we love you so much. We need you on the pod on the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Need the course. ratings boost and never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so we were, of course, we obliged and said, you know, we gave you the, the the invite. I wouldn't say it was a pity invite, but it was definitely just you know, kind of like tit for tat. Um, no, but honestly, we wanted to talk to you anyways because I want to know how it's going to feel after several years of making the playoffs to not make the playoffs in this next upcoming season, no matter how long or short it is, the penguins will not make the playoffs this next season. They almost, they, they didn't, they didn't this last season. They did, but they didn't. They, again, the league is over here fixing things for them so that they can get into the playoffs. You know, maybe Mario's created coronavirus. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not here to, 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 you know, make these statements with any sort of facts behind them. But hey, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on the Penguins team for the 20, 2021, I guess is what they're calling it? Or is it going to be like 21 22? I don't know, 21 21 season, the next season. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? I mean, first of all, it, it's called COVID 19, not COVID 66. So back, take a break there, <laughs> troll. Let's, and then, second of all, I, I do agree with you where they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they did make the postseason because they did end the, the regular season. So that's, that streak is intact. Not that it really makes too much of a difference in, in the end of the day. But for this season, I mean, and Horwath's probably going to echo the same sentiment. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, but I'll let Horwat go into more detail on that because oh. I, I have a I have an article with my thoughts coming out for the uh, on the Patreon page for the Hockey Podcast Network. So I'll let that speak for itself. And Horwat, I'll let you uh, dive into this. Oh, there you go. Everyone, go out there and read our articles. Apparently, absolutely. Um, when, it's only yeah, a dollar. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're definitely going to make the playoffs again. Um, any team with Crosby and Malkin on it should not be counted out, regardless of how old they are. Uh, People were counting us out last season, obviously troll included, and (laughs) we still made it. There was a lot of um, Penguin fans even that were counting the Penguins out prior to last season that, you know, it's the aging core, it's the injury proneness, it's this, that, the other thing. They're just not going to make it. They're not good enough. The rest of the league is getting younger and faster around them, and we found a way to still be in the postseason race at all times. Granted, we didn't make the playoffs, but it was still a postseason appearance, and 
given where we were in the standings at the time, it was third in the Metro still. Had right. that continued, we probably would have held on to third place in the Metro and been a playoff team anyway. So when you get down to it, yeah, we didn't make this year's playoffs. Things were weird. We still made the postseason. We still have the longest currently active postseason streak. That should continue another season regardless of how this upcoming uh, maybe shortened season looks. Interesting. And I did not know that's verified that that's you guys have the longest postseason streak going right now in yeah. NHL, not all of sports, but in the More. NHL. Yeah, it's at 15 seasons, 14 wow. or 15 seasons straight since 2007. Yeah, because Crosby's rookie year, they didn't make it. Then every year since then, they've been in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or postseason. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't know the longest streak in currently active in sports, though. Yeah, probably the Patriots. I don't yeah, know. But I was going to say that. That's too. where I would go. Probably, probably New England going back to uh, the 01 02 season. Okay. I didn't know but, if maybe there was a year they missed in there. They just had an 8 and 8 season. Maybe but... the Matt Castle season, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay attention to the Patriots in this town. All right. All right. All right. I hear you. <laughs> um, Paul, do you have anything to add to, to that? What do you think the Penguins are going to do in this next, this upcoming season? Um, I think that they are going to compete and make the playoffs. I honestly think that, uh, they might actually stand a chance at the, at the pennant. Uh, they don't call it that, but, uh, at at the division title, um, just because I feel like Sidney Crosby's the kind of guy that once you count him out, that motherfucker is going to just blow your brains off. Mm Mm-hmm. Polly Cupcake's a man of high intelligence. <laughs> Polly Cupcake's about to get fired off the goddamn podcast is what's going to happen. Hey, if um, he keeps opinions like that up, we have a, we have a spot. If, uh... Seriously, well, you know, Polly, Jesus, what the fuck? we got to be yin and yang here, man. There's, you right. can't be complete homers. Jesus there Christ. Fine, fine, whatever. I still hold true to it because I've never been wrong. But obviously, Polly's never. very comfortable with being wrong. Um, <clears throat> and... I mean, well, that's that's fine. That's all fine and fine and well, I guess. But uh, I mean, there's there has though. You can't deny there has been some questionable moves that Rutherford has made after not three peating. It was like that was the worst thing to ever happen in his entire career. It seems like. I mean, he's he's made some react reactive moves. Or have or am I off base here? No, you're totally on. And the moves happened before. Um, our playoff run for the three-peat happened. Uh, primarily, people pinpoint the Ryan Reeves trade to bring him to Pittsburgh as the first move. Um, that really, right? That was before the, that was right after the, yeah, that. Yeah, that was immediately after the 17 championship. And it was okay. weird too, because yeah. the reasoning of bringing in Ryan Reeves was to protect Sidney Crosby, but you just won two Stanley Cups. And he showed that he could protect himself pretty well against P.K. Subban in 2017 and against Tom Wilson in, in both series. So yeah. otherwise, you just had to watch out for Matt Niskanen. But other than that, he was fine. So, <laughs> oh my God. yeah, people pinpoint that as the first reactionary move Rutherford had post back-to-back Cubs. And since then, I mean, the Pittsburgh faithful have not been on his side with some of these moves, but uh, especially this offseason – I'm right. sure that's what you're getting at. 
Sure, uh, yeah. Which, I mean, this offseason, you consider the Matheson trade, the um, deal Kapanen to bring back Kapanen, which I just wrote about. Um, it's, I think Kapanen's going to be fine. I've really settled in on it. I didn't like the move. Sure. But the fact that he's back and the dust is settled and there's nothing I can do about it now, I think if Kapanen plays up to his ability, he's going to be the player to watch on this team next year. It's him playing alongside Crosby and Gensel. Gensel wants a bounce back season after being injured. Uh, Crosby will always have that drive to win. And Kapanen, if if those two can make Dominic Simone look good, then they can make Kapanen look like a 30-40 goal scorer. Yeah, and I think that Kapanen was more I, – I think you – because who did you send for him? You, you sent a player and a prospect? First round draft pick. First, we sent right. the 15th overall pick and then one of our top five prospects and then – And, and then Evan Rodriguez. Player, but we ended up signing him back anyway. So yeah. I guess you can cancel him out. Right. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the way I see it is that I feel like that's an overpay for a guy who's scored – has he ever scored 20 goals? Once. Uh, yeah, once. Okay, so he scored it once. And I uh, – I, but again, that's a guy who had a lot of promise and was on a team with – that was absolutely stacked on the forward core. And not only just stacked like because they deserved it, but stacked also by like hype, right? Like so Austin Matthews, Tavares, like Nylander even, and uh, Marner, like – you have one spot on that top six. And if you're not, if you're not lights out that chance that you get, you know, you're going to get knocked down. It's kind of like playing uh, on the, trying to play in the top six for the caps. Right. And again, for the, for the penguins, even though the penguins seem to like shuffle bums in and out of there and, and they somehow just like make it happen. But, you know, I think that he's, he's probably a little better than like a Galchenyuk possibly. You know, especially uh, the Galchenyuk we had. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I don't really hate it. I think you overpaid, which is great. I love to see you guys overpay for things. Um, but I, I'm fine with that because, you know, it's like whoever you slot into that into that role is going to be a performer. Um, but depth is depth is where you win championships. And I feel that the offseason has not been great to your depth. I think you guys got, I mean, it seemed like you guys wanted to get tougher, but I'm not really sure what the hell happened. Uh, can you, with the depth, with the depth core, what, what do you, what do you guys have to say about that? I mean, it's weird because when you mentioned the Kapanen trade, when it initially happened, it seemed like he was, okay, you're going to slot him as first line right wing and Crosby's finally going to have a steady line. But as, the offseason progressed and you see the signing of Jankowski as a possible third line center. And you know, you have Bluger as your fourth line center and you bring back Rodriguez who can also play that position. Lafferty who can play that position. It kind of opened up the possibility that if Kapanen doesn't perform as they expected him to Kapanen could turn into a pseudo what Carl Haglin was for us on the third line. And now you have McCann who was supposedly going to be the third line center getting bumped to wing because of all these signings. Now he can go to the first line. And as time has gone on, you see what Sam Poulin has been doing now at Canadian World Junior Championship training camp. It's more of a chance that he might make the roster. So it's really weird to see how just in the matter of the offseason alone, it seems as if the landscape of this team has changed 
even without moves having to be made after free agency, it kind of seems like the way players have been progressing around the organization has kind of made the landscape change itself and not as much what Rutherford has had to do. Interesting. And are these changes for good or bad? I feel like it's for good for the simple reason that at the beginning of the offseason, it was, okay, you have Kapanen and now that's your top six. And McCann will have to be the third line center. We'll see how he does when McCann is better as a wing. But now, okay, McCann can be a wing. Poulin, who's your top prospect, looks like he might actually be ready for this season. So that'll be an added boost. It gives Sullivan an opportunity, and he's always been his best when he can, as you said, just flip the lineup. Maybe put a shit bum guy in the in the <laughs> top six that right. just turns out to be a 30-goal scorer for a season. Who cares? But he's always at his best when he can shift things around and he's not locked into a certain lineup, which is where he was at the end of last season. So that ability to be able to shift the lineup if need be, if if things are getting stale, that is when the Penguins are at their best. And that is something that it seems like the team is getting back to heading into next season. Interesting. Well, well <laughs> Polly, what do you got? But uh, so with all this going on with the roster, um, do you think that the failure of a two-time Metro winning coach returning uh, back to be assistant will be of benefit. Yeah. I mean, he was successful with them prior to going to that team that he won two Metro division titles with that shall not be named on this podcast for right now. Uh, But who knows what is going to happen with that? He is a great defensive coach for, for guys that kind of need that little extra bump. Like he was good for Brooks Orpik in Washington he was pretty good for Brooks Orpik when he was in Pittsburgh too. So hopefully that can spark something on the power play because if, if not, then as you mentioned them going to the, to the Stanley cup finals possibly, or, or at least winning the division, that's not happening unless you figure out the power play. So it, unless Reardon can come in and do something like that. And I'm sorry for actually speaking his name on your podcast. <laughs> I know that's a, that's a big no, no here, but if, if he can't come in and, and fix the power play, then, the Penguins might be in some pretty big trouble in the Metro next year. Well, I think he's at his best as an assistant coach anyway. I And I, that's probably why he was given the opportunity for the head coaching job because he did so well in Pittsburgh. I just – he doesn't uh, – Troll thinks he'll get another shot, but I just don't think that's his niche. Well, Yeah, there seems to be a brotherhood of, of guys that have been there for a while that get those jobs over over the guys that – had one or two years and failed. So I don't know. I, I, I tend to agree with you, Paulie, on that one. I mean, here's I'm surprised he didn't. So this is what kind of upsets me about him moving, which I'm just happy that he moved, period. But the big thing that, um, which I guess is maybe him being self-reflective, but also being a fucking sellout too, is that he just jumped at the bit to to like you know within days was in Pittsburgh after getting shit canned rightfully so from Washington um <clears throat> you know I don't feel betrayed like I'm glad he was gone we were calling for his head <sighs> quarter of the way through the season I mean I was I was very I was very critical about Todd Reardon's ability to rein in the locker room and and sure up things that he was supposed to be a specialist uh, in which was the defense. And then at the end of the season, the power play, which shit the bet as well. And, you know, maybe he's the head coach. Maybe he's not into that minutia. You know, maybe he's more of a manager, which is what he should be. 
but I figured he would get another head coach shot. Uh, and I think that it was a combination of Pittsburgh, you know, jumping on him right out the gate. And then the coach market being kind of saturated, uh, in, as far as the free agent coaches go. Right. So like after Lavs gets hired, there's still a couple out there who are, who are pretty experienced coaches at the head coach position. But if you look at his record, you know, again, two division titles, um, great regular season performance, um, COVID, you know, he's got all these excuses to, to fail, you know, all these, all these excuses to fail. And, and I don't know, it was just interesting to me to see him go as an assistant. If it's his position, it's his position. I mean, it's come, he's coming back to a place where he knows he was a little more successful in and maybe it's just a stepping stone. It's temporary. Maybe he's in the mindset of maybe it's just temporary for a little bit. Um, a head coaching job can open up later down the road. Um, and maybe he's just gaining more experience too. It's, I mean, I don't know what he thinks his career trajectory is still, but I mean, these are all possibilities. It's just a matter of for now, he knows he's had success. He knows he can build a good team. And plus it, part of it just could be a big F you to the capitals. Like yeah, I, I tried my best happy. and you're going to fire me like that. I'm going to go to this team that can kick your ass. Like it's, oh. you never know what it could be. Well, I mean, wow. that, that's, that's, that's a bit of an extreme phrase there. Kick their ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're, we're not going on that road. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could be something different too. And, and I don't know how, how much credence there is to this, but there could be a school of thought that as you mentioned, hockey troll, there are still a lot of experienced coaches. You look at Babcock, you look at Gallant, who are still out there on the free agent market. He might have thought, what if I do try to go for these head coaching jobs? Don't get them. And by that point, there's no jobs left for this year, and I have to take a year off. If I'm in that next class, a year removed from me even doing anything, it's not as good as me saying, hey, I'll make sure I have a job at least have a shot to have success in Pittsburgh in that smaller role. And then maybe that propels me and gives me a little bit of an added boost going into the next off season where there will be another whole class where he's coming off of possibly a success as an assistant, other than sitting on his couch for an entire season. I mean, that's what happened to Dan Bilesma, which is why he is no longer an NHL coach, whether that be an assistant or a head coach. Sure. That's a very good point. Yeah. And that's, I think that the market kind of screwed him in that sense. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm just glad he's away from D.C. and can't fuck it up anymore. Uh, <laughs> now, what are you guys' thoughts on the upcoming season? There's been, you know, let's say, let's say it is a, a shortened season. So, like, 58 to 62 games. Good or bad for the Penguins? Ooh. Berlansky, I, I'm honestly not exactly sure. I mean, well, it, it's all it's you. funny because that's exactly what I'm writing that article on, but I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. bulge it on here. I mean, to me, I, I, the numbers I found, the Penguins would be much, much better off running it at a 48-game schedule than a 60-game schedule, which are two of the numbers that I've seen. I don't know if mm-hmm. those are the ones that have the most credence to them, but I've seen 48 and I've seen 60. Mm-hmm. And the Penguins, who are notoriously slow starters in the Mike Sullivan era, mm-hmm. the, notoriously the first month, and specifically the second month of the season, they are not great. But that third and fourth month is where they shine. And in a 48-game season, that leads you right up to the playoffs. 
you move to 60 in those extra 12 games in the last, what, four seasons that Sullivan has been coach, they don't do well. If you look at this past season, that lines up with that massive losing streak that they have that happened right after they got into first place. So for them, a 48-game schedule, even though they're not great at starting the season, 48 games would be more of a benefit for them than the 60, especially when you consider the, the easier factors to look at, which is, Crosby and Malkin are in their 30s now. So is Latang, And right. trust me, none of them are able to stay away from the injury bug all that convincingly, let alone in an 82-game season stay away from it. So the 48-game season, I think, would be the most beneficial for them going into this year. So you heard it here, folks. The NHL will most likely come out with a 48-game <laughs> season just so the Penguins have a fucking shot in the dark to at least make the postseason, and they will still fall short. Um you know, I mean, I'm only half joking there. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see an 82 game season, man. I mean, I, yeah. I, I really, I, I, I think that's part of why hockey is awesome because it's such an intense, grueling sport. I don't think that there's any more physically demanding sport that uh, has such a long season. Like, you know, you can't tell me basketball is as physically demanding as playing hockey. You can't. It might be on like hangnails and stuff, but not anything else. Right. Cramps. Cramps. The only thing I could think is your knees maybe because hockey's a little easier on your knees because it's a more of a, you know, it's a different motion. You're not putting all your weight on it. But other than that, uh, basketball is just, all you got to do is be in good shape and the hockey players already are that. So no, no way basketball is harder on the body. Right. I would say. I would say, but you know, I'm in- incredibly biased here, admittedly. Of course, so. we all know you are. Right. I mean, I mean I've, I've, we are too in both yeah. sports. So, you know, with my rec league experience, <laughs> I to hockey being harder on the body. Yeah, actually, especially when you're getting hip checked by by hockey troll every right. other period, or when he's yeah. yelling at kids behind the bench. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you heard about that? <laughs> yeah, I listened to the after hours. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um I funny fact Polly is actually pretty good at basketball. <laughs> like that's one sport that Polly hands down beats me in. That's for sure. Like I won't even I won't even contest that. Polly's actually pretty we, good at, at basketball. Back in uh back in college with our struggling very poor club hockey team, a lot of times our our uh conditioning would be we would just block off the gym for a while and then when our our time was up we people would come in and play basketball and i know one day we stuck around and started playing with people and troll just looked at me in the middle of us getting our ass kicked by a bunch of football players and being like dude you're actually like good at this game (laughs) i was like i think it's the first compliment trolls ever given me (laughs) see and he's remembered it forever yeah yeah (laughs) Um, to this day, he still has not gotten over the fact that I'm good at basketball. Yeah, that's it's weird. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. Honestly, looking at Polly's body shape, you really wouldn't. You wouldn't. He's <laughs> a stocky, short guy. Like I don't know if if he, I don't know. he takes it to the hole though. No fear. No fear. Okay, there it is. That's all it is. <laughs> About hustle, baby. Just hustle. <laughs> Troll, you should be good in the bait, the paint. You seem like you're pretty good at throwing elbows. Oh, definitely. That's about it. I don't, I probably couldn't sink the layup. I'd have to like dish. I'd have to dish to the to the open perimeter shooter, for sure. There you go. 
Um, I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at basketball. I'm god awful. The only thing I am good at is passing. Yeah, fair enough, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't shoot anything, but, but Horwat, you're, I hear you're pretty good at golf, which is that sport that I picked up. Is uh, this true, Berlanski? Yes, yeah, I mean, I've never played with them. I, I got to oh, get okay. out on the course with them. Maybe you'll join us, and we'll have a little bit of a of a round and some content going on here. But he he said he played it on his high school team, so it kind of on the high school golf with... team. I could go get the evidence, but <laughs> um, yeah, I've I played on the high school golf team. I wasn't that great then. I was kind of doing it because um, I'd quit baseball around that time, and I still wanted to play a sport in high school. Okay, uh, but I've been getting better ever since, and my stepdad and mother live in florida on a golf course so every time i go down and visit them you oh. know me and my stepdad are uh, getting at least a round or two in that's nice man that's awesome um so what's your handicap i don't know that i've never paid attention to that i'm more of a uh, kind of go out play your best and just have fun you know if you want to if you want to rip drives from the from the women's tees i I say go for it. I also don't play by PGA rules, if you will. The way I see it is if you hit a ball out of bounds, just drop one wherever. That's just an extra stroke. We move on. We're not right. counting the twos for a water shot. We're not <laughs> doing all the math. We're just here to have fun, everyone. <laughs> My man. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's how I play. Paulie, I hear. So. Go ahead. Oh, I was just, that's how I play too. But yeah. ask your question, yeah. Paulie. Paulie, I I hear you haven't gone out in the course with Hockey Troll. I heard he's he's been begging too. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, he he'll just text me and be like, "Hey, let's let's golf now." And I'm like, first of all, I'm working, and second of all, no, I hate golfing. But he, yeah, he's he's been ragging on me. He's probably asked me like seven times this summer, and uh, I don't know. I just I'm not into it, and I I know he has found a new passion, but I just I can't share that excitement. Yeah. It does get frustrating, which is why the way I count it is usually I finish with about um, I finish about a minus three or minus four on the round, and that is minus four balls, and, mm-hmm. and that's usually <laughs> the way I like to keep score, you know. And not to not to mention the fact that if I'm in the, the woods where I usually am with my awful slice off the tee, I'm fine picking up a couple balls, making sure they're not anybody else's that's in play, and there you go. That's how you get possibly you know if I'm if I leave a plus six with six more balls than I got there with, then it is a great day. <laughs> That's a gold mine. That's, find that. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's one good thing about having a slice. You can pick up some, some extra balls in the woods. <laughs> Absolutely. See, that, that's like- more – that's the kind of mentality I have when I'm golfing is yeah. I got to keep track of, of my balls here. I, I don't want to uh, – you know, Paper I don't want to – yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about my wallet, not about my score. Over, go. under, how many beers do you put down in a, in a, in a round, though? Oh. Who are you asking? Anyone, <laughs> everyone, because I don't drink whenever I golf. I don't know what it is. It really? just the, the, the gentleman's me. way to do it is to do one a hole at least. Oh Jesus! Yeah, In and the then heat? slow down by the tenth hole, maybe. Like maybe do like one every other hole after the tenth. But uh, <clears throat> I have gone to the point where it, it is like where I kept like the one every hole pace and like in the in the front nine doing like two a hole. Because there are long holes. Oh, jeez. And uh, towards yeah, that was a bad day. Um, <clears throat> there was like thunder and lightning in the sky. I'm like up here, like edging towards a blackout, looking at like the thunder and lightning, hitting the top of like Ogilvy Hill, and I'm like, oh god. And I'm like, you know, 
I'm chunking it and I've got this rod in my hand. I'm like, this is how I die. But so drunk, <laughs> not caring, you know? <laughs> so, um, I would say for 18 holes, I mean, for, for nine holes, I'll drink a six pack easy. And that's just kind of, that's like, that's like enough to not be sloppy. That's like, uh, that's, I got to do shit later today. I'm just going to drink a six pack. But <laughs> if I'm on 18, I'm just drunk. I'm going to be drunk by the end of the time, <laughs> you know? So I would you're say just useless it, by the time you're done at 18. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like four o'clock. That's why I want to find like a, a partner, like a couple guys that I can just do 36 with in a day. <clears throat> just block oh, the geez. fucking day off because I'm going to be worthless. Like as soon as I get home, I'm going to take a shower. Even I might even take a shower. I may just stumble into bed like or sit on the yeah, couch that's... and pass out. So that's the kind of just flop down and pass out kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff, man. It's the end of the day there. I mean, yeah. hockey troll, you don't seem like the kind of guy that gets, gets too upset at, at golf. It seems like you, you go there to mellow out a little bit. Paulie, I feel like you're like me a little bit where it gets a little heated once you start chipping a couple shots, the wrong direction and stuff yes. like that. And what my brother-in-law does, it's called a uh, BC for a CT. That's a beer chug for a club throw. So if you throw your club, <laughs> <laughs> you got a shotgun a beer. Nice. So I got a couple videos of that. And I think if you adopted that, it might help you, you know, keep it restrained and, and keep it poised on the golf course. Just a tip. You know, I, I think that that is a, a good rule and you're, you're right. I, it, it's just, so, the whole thing is frustrating to me. And yeah. as troll sits there and goes, I want to do 36. He's just like, <laughs> every time he says something, he's talking me more out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no way he's gonna get me to golf on 36 fucking holes golf is a long sport too 36 holes would take it even i'm like i don't know if i can do 36 that's a long yeah. time i right. my add is like i gotta do other things today man <laughs> let's, let's get we've this got, going we've that's got a, a nine here in wheeling and mm-hmm. when i when i do golf i prefer that course because that's that's enough for me yeah i haven't there's a real nice nine hole course real close to my house here that uh it's short, so I don't. I never use my driver on it, but it's a nice little course. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, Polly. I think we can break you in at nine. You're just look. All I'm saying is that when we're like older, so you know, you're aging probably twice the rate I am. I'm already like five years older than you. So by the time that you're like forty, that'll be like an actual like fifty-five. I'll be like you know fifty. And actually, so at that point, you know, we're going to be like swinging. I'm going to be out there like killing. It'll probably be like a scratch player by that point, you know, and then uh, <laughs> and, you, and you'll be just picking up the game because you're entirely clapped out at a at a 40, a 55 year old or a, four, a 55 year old, 45 year old. And I'm just going to smoke you and smoke your tits off all over the chorus. And and you're going to be, you know, I'm going to say, look, remember these conversations because I offered the, the olive branch out at one point, (laughs) you know, going off of that, I was going to say earlier to, to Horwat golf. Cause he said he, he wasn't good in high school, but he's good. Now golf is like, one of the only sports, unless you're a professional athlete, where it actually play it pays to be a late bloomer because uh-huh. like it doesn't pay to be a late bloomer in beer league. Like it'd be more beneficial to be a stud your senior year of high school than when you're twenty eight in beer league. But golf definitely like golf is like fine wine, I guess. 
But you're right, Troll. I'm going to be frustrated and old, and I'm going to hate it because I didn't practice, and I'll be the same way I am now. I can't believe you said that Polly, the king of TikTok, is somebody who's going to age faster than you, HT. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I like that. The king of TikTok. The king of TikTok. The, I mean, oh, Polly, you weren't here, but but uh, Berlansky's been, been creeping on you on TikTok pretty hard. Hey, I'm a follower. Loyal follower. Gotta say. Well, I appreciate that. Love his uh, act time. Man, you guys got TikTok. <laughs> Dude, you gotta get it. I'm Alright, look. I've when I first got TikTok, I was like, this is so stupid. This is terrible. Like these this is dumb. But it 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 has learned everything later. about me now and knows everything I want to see. So it just throws out the most random creators on TikTok. Like there's this one guy that just talks about history in like a minute. And I like history, but it's like war warfare history, all the way from like the ancient Greeks to like modern conflict and i'm like this is insane he's like a phd candidate so like people building shit like golf tiktok is crazy he has to do something with that phd because they ain't gonna get paid any other way (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's exactly right uh as someone with a social science degree i can attest to that (laughs) (laughs) but my bad but no no, it's it's just reality (laughs) you know I, i i will recommend to anyone, get a business degree instead and just watch the History Channel on the side. <laughs> watch the History Hell yeah. yeah. Have it be your hobby. History <laughs> is a hobby, not a career. Exactly. Um. <laughs> well, I will say this about TikTok. If you've ever gotten lost in a rabbit hole on YouTube, then you will find TikTok very interesting because, like Troll said, it will adjust to you and you will – you'll just keep finding stuff you – and it's short. So the attention span thing isn't an issue, and it, it's easy to just waste so much time on. Yeah. Maybe I just am so against it because I was so into Vine, and oh man, it's come along since I've just been like, it's not Vine. I'm not doing this. No, it it, it is a very good uh, descendant of Vine. Yeah, Honestly, it's it's like I don't know. I I mean I don't need to be on it. I get them all sent to me anyway. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I don't encourage, it's a good app, but I don't encourage you to get it because it's going to waste your time. Uh, though I have, it, it's fucked up because like I'll be golfing and I'll be like, so I saw this thing on golf TikTok and and then everybody's looking at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So if you, uh, and then, and then they do the thing that I'm like, so yeah, put your trail foot behind you and then tee off. And then like they stripe it down the middle and I'm like golf TikTok hashtag golf TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, so we were Maybe supposed to be talking about that's what I've been needing to hit straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, this this somehow devolved from a hockey <laughs> troll saying he wants an 82 game season to both TikTok and golf. Welcome right. to the Hockey that's, Podcast Network. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, we did the same thing with Jordy last week. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry, I've been very obsessed with golf and TikTok lately. So, uh, so forgive me for that. But um, I guess I, I mean, what what do you what do you have for us? What's who's the sleeper? Like, what should we look out for with the Penguins this upcoming season? I mean, we're gonna go four and zero against them. They're gonna miss the playoffs, but like, what are the things that you're gonna that are that are gonna sneak up on the Capitals if we somehow, you know, I don't know, like our top six are injured and we don't have a goalie in? Like, what are the things that 
that the penguins will will pull out on us. Um, I'm convinced that, like I mentioned, if Kapanen can hold to his potential, that could be one of the best uh, top lines in the league because Cancel's looking to bounce back. Crosby has the drive. Other than that, um, I'd say a guy like Teddy Bluger might be a sleeper for a breakout season. I don't know what it is. It's just someone about something about him is just due to have nothing, you know, phenomenal offensive wise right. because he is a depth piece that plays a good uh, defensive game. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a fifteen goal score, score yeah, fifteen goal season from him. Wow, you guys love this fucking. There's the guy. bold prediction. There's the hot take. That is the. Hot I'd take. love to see Teddy score 15 goals. I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing to see a fourth liner score 15 goals. But I mean, I guess last year we were saying he wasn't a fourth line center. He was really a, just a third line center miscast in a fourth line role. But with him and, and Tanev on that bottom pairing or third line, maybe that, that the sky's the limit for those guys. But I mean, you said his name a little bit earlier in, in your discussion there, and. Listen, last year, Horwat said it was Evgeny Malkin's I Am Comeback Tour. That was great and all. And, and he scored over a point a game. He scored 70 points in like 50-some games. It was great. But right. last season, Jake Gensel was on pace for 90 points before he shattered his shoulder into the boards. I think this is his term for the I Am Comeback Tour. And I, I think he goes for the point a game, whether that's 48 games or 60 games or whatever we were talking about. But I think Jake Gensel comes out with a vengeance, and I think it's something that he was on pace to become a superstar in the league last year. He was technically an all-star before he got injured. He was named to the all-star team, but I think this year is his year to kind of pop off and, and show everybody that he's not just Sidney Crosby's lackey as most of the league sees him. He's somebody that can create on his own and somebody that can really become a marquee talent in the league. So I think that you guys need to really watch out for Gensel not only from a, an offensive standpoint, but I think from a defensive standpoint, he's been very underrated. And I think he's primed to go off in that sense too. So do you think he's the next captain? I do. Um, but I think because by the time it happens, he will most likely have been the longest tenured player. Cause by the time he gets to that point that this whole team could look completely different. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, now, it's hard to say because it's all on uh, when does Sidney Crosby want to call it quits, and and nobody in the world besides that man knows the answer. Right. Yeah. We're just hoping that it's sooner rather than later. I mean, really. <laughs> At least you are, not us. Yeah. <laughs> he should have done it years ago. He's already won every fucking award and got so much money. Hey, right. I mean, today Mario Lemieux posted a video of, of his trophy case. I think Sid is still a, a few shy of, of that much decadence and glory, so he's probably still aiming high for that. Well, he's no – I don't yeah. think he's he's near the caliber of player, though. So, you know. Work ethic-wise, he is natural talent. No. Right. And, well, then again – and then this is the only positive fucking thing I'll say about any Penguin is that there probably weren't many players that came through – or aren't many players that have come through the league that had the natural talent of Mario Lemieux. So that's the only nice thing that I will ever say. And <laughs> that's it. I'll make sure to clip it and make my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Crosby could never catch him anyway, because uh, yeah, he's, he's the owner. He's going to keep getting cups. Right. That's fair. fair. Enough. <clears throat> so, Who's the player that has to like? Who's the player that Tom Wilson has to knock out of the out of the lineup to for for them to like nosedive? I mean, who's the linchpin? Obviously, you know Teddy Bluger is replaceable, 
but is is Jank Gensel replaceable? Or is it someone is if Sid has another injury prone season where he's out for, you know, 20, 30 games, that could essentially be half the season in this next season. Um, you know, who's who's the player that you need? And it doesn't have to be a oh. forward. We've been very forward heavy. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's Jari. Yeah. Um if it's gonna be anyone, it's gonna be the goaltending. But that's because we've seen over these last you know, decade over this last decade and a half, that Crosby or Malkin can can get hurt, and the other one's going to step up. A time when they're both hurt, when I think the only time that's ever happened, Jordan Stahl became a very capable number one center. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. in the Penguins lineup, forward and defense, we have been riddled with injuries that both Crosby and Malkin's entire career, and there's always been players to fill holes. Gensel got hurt last year. We brought in uh, Jason Zucker, who has played phenomenally, and I am excited to watch him for the next few years. Sure. We've seen Latang go down with injuries a couple of times, quite a few. Ron Hainsey stepped up to into that <laughs> position, strangely enough. So there's always been, and I'm going to steal a quote from the Steelers here, we play with a next-man-up mentality. We really do. We just don't talk about it as much with the Penguins. It, but if you look back, it's definitely proven there throughout, you know, the last 15 years at least. I could agree with that. Uh, Berlanski, so the you got to take the only on way it? it falls apart is goaltending because yeah. we don't have depth there. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, is yeah, as capable as Casey DeSmith is as a backup starter is a completely different level that he is just not ready for. Uh, and as much as I'd like to agree with that, I still think that you take Brian Dumlin out of the Penguins lineup. Mike Sullivan does not understand how to fill that vacancy. We saw it last year where his, his response to our top defensive defenseman is out of the lineup was to put Jack Johnson in his place. And not only <laughs> did that make Jack Johnson worse, but it, it severely hurt both Crosby's line, whoever the top line at the time was their line and Chris Letang just severely hurt him. So if Brian Dumlin is out, even though I think, John Marino is a capable backup. I don't know if Mike Sullivan has the mental fortitude at this point to, to be able to withstand another Dumoulin injury because he just leans on Dumoulin so much to not only keep Latang in check defensively, but to set the tone defensively for that entire defensive lineup. So I know we were a little forward heavy, but that is truly the importance there because if the Penguins defense can play to their capability, they can shelter Casey DeSmith enough to get them until Jari is healthy or until they can possibly squeak into the playoffs. But if that defense core is not good, Tristan Jari can stand on his head. Casey Smith can't. It's a matter of how good that defense is in front of these two goalies. Interesting. Paul, you got anything about that? Um, Well, I was going to comment on uh, the, the Crosby Malkin comment. I, you know, I, I grew up in the shadow of Pittsburgh, so I've always, suffered through Steelers and Penguin success. And um, I've always been convinced that Malkin is at his best when Crosby is sidelined. Like Malkin, I used to think he would leave the Penguins because I thought he needed to be the man. Um, but you're right. I mean, they, they always do step up when the other one's hurt. And I feel like Malkin especially because, you know, he, he just seems to do his best when, when Crosby's hurt. I agree. And the numbers back it up too, which is yeah. insane. 
<clears throat> yep. And that MVP award he won can prove it. Sure. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. All right, boys. Well, I know we have another interview to record. So uh, <laughs> tell them, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, we're pretty harsh to you, but we, you know we love you. I love mm-hmm. you guys. You guys are so great. The podcast is awesome. Tip of the iceberg. Tell them where they can find you. We love you. <laughs> well, th- thanks, guys, for having us on. It's always a pleasure coming on. And, you know, o- only on the Hockey Podcast Network can a hockey conversation divulge into a <laughs> – 30 minute golf and TikTok conversation that has nothing to do with hockey, but that's why it is truly a unique product. And, and that's why everybody has eyes on us, but uh, you can find our pages at iceberg podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or you can like us on Facebook at the tip of the iceberg. You can follow me at Nick underscore Berlansky and Horwat at Nick Horwat 41. And I mean, we have a lot of interviews coming up. Of course, as you mentioned, we're going to have you guys on in a couple weeks uh, we also have Tom Franklin jumping on on Monday, I guess probably maybe the same day this comes out, to talk about the reverse retro jerseys because he is a massive jersey guy. And then, of course, we also have uh, Matt Vensel. Uh, Matt Vensel, I think, is the correct way to say his name from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's a Penguins beat writer. He'll be on in a couple weeks. So a lot of good stuff coming from the network. Uh, I'll let Horwat say a couple last things, but uh, thanks for having us on, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, no, good. I echo all that thank you for having us on and thank you for coming on um whenever that episode drops i don't know the schedule berlansky is going to handle when all of our interviews get placed where i know he's kind of he's the big editor-in-chief i'll say of our podcast i am uh just here as a second voice and you're the talent like me yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Um, but no thank you guys for having us on um like i mentioned i've got i've been writing i've got that piece on how I think Kapanen's going to be the breakout player for the Penguins this year as part of the hockey writers. Um, and yeah, follow me on Twitter. Brilliance said the name. It's at Nick Horan 41. I don't use any other social medias really. Obviously we discussed TikTok. I don't have that. <laughs> so follow me on Twitter and Twitter only, please. And thank you. And yeah, let's, uh, let's have some fun on our show now. Yeah, absolutely guys. Well, take care. Again, Caps fans, definitely give them a follow. Uh, entertaining and, you know, they're pretty good sports about uh, being shit on for their poor, poor life choices. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> um, again, thanks a lot, guys. Until next time, we'll see you then. All right, Caps fans, well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with the tip of the iceberg boys, Nick Horwat and Nick Bernalanski. Two great guys. Great A talent. And, you know, not much else to say. I mean, they've they've made terrible life decisions. I think we can hmm. all agree on that. But they're doing what they can with the situation that they've been they've been handled handed, right? Right, Polly? Exactly. There's only so much that you can change in your life given where you came from. So, you know, they're, they're doing the best they can with what they've been, with the cards they've been dealt. But, you know, we love them anyway. And <laughs> and we've said this before. They're, they're the most rational Penguin fans. They definitely break away from the mold. 
That is true. I will give them that. They're they're classy uh, Penguins fans, which are two statements that really shouldn't go together. But lo and behold, yeah. they're they're the anomaly, and and that's just how it is. Uh, but Capstans, I do have to tell you about and something that literally just came in as we were recording. Summerskates.com, uh, incredible product, great sandals or slides, if you will, and koozies even. I mean, I love the koozies that they that you get if you order a pair now at summerskates.com. You can use the code DMNOV20%. So that's DMNOV20% uh, at checkout. And you can get 20% off your order. Also, there's free shipping with two pairs or more. And you get a free matching koozie, obviously, with the NHL player sandals this holiday. So that's going to be a promo that they're running. The koozie is going to be a promo they're running for a while. But if you use code DMNOV20% at summerskates.com, you'll get 20% off your order until the end of November, and also there's free shipping with two pair or more, and then also the the matching koozie. I mean, basically, folks, there's no reason for you to not go out and get these sandals. They're fucking awesome. They have they're super comfortable. Um, you know, they have this awesome look. They definitely are going to turn heads. Sometimes I just catch myself staring at them. I'm going to be honest. Are they? So is it the the percent sign or the percent word? Percent sign. Sorry. At a, what is the name for a percent sign? Okay. D. So uh, again, I think it's percent uh, sign. <laughs> Anyways, again, <laughs> follow them at Summer Skates on Twitter and Instagram. Use code D M N O V twenty percent sign. Uh, at summerskates.com for 20% off. And if you buy two pair, you'll get free shipping right now along with two koozies, one per each pair. And these these koozies are solid, solid too. I, I'm, I'm loving them. So Yeah, they are. They're, they, they are sturdy. They are not a knockoff. They are not cheap. They are very high quality. Yeah, and it's and, not like those you know, type of koozies that are, like foam foam off. You know, like the ones that are foam that like flake apart. Those koozies yeah. are like shitty like that. No, these are like serious ones. Yeah, and you know, odds are if you have a favorite player, they have custom skates or summer skates for that player. So you can walk around with your favorite player's name and number on your feet. I mean, just another way to have your team repping and you know just just do it they're comfy they look good yeah it's perfect time for a christmas present so hop on it absolutely enjoy that again d m n o v percent sign at summerskates.com 20 percent off you buy two pair you get free shipping and koozies for each pair it's a win-win buy a pair for yourself Buy a pair for your, you know, your significant other or your buddy. And, uh, you know, you've done your Christmas shopping. But 
that's really all I've got. What about you, Paul? I mean, it's been it's been a sparse week on news, and you know, the only thing that's really come out is reverse retro jerseys, which you know, I'm not really a big I'm not a big jersey guy, so I just need hockey to come back. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of Capitals, it's been uh, reverse retro, and when it comes to they released the rosters for the world juniors camp and LaPierre and McMichael are going to be on separate teams during camp. So they won't be playing together. Um, that's about all the like, capital stuff I can think of. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. So NHL, please come back, come save us from this, this bullshit, please. January 1st. December 1st starts our season yeah, two, but in the mean- so we will be doing two episodes a week at that point. But what yeah. were you saying, Paulie? And in the meantime, uh, until the NHL comes back, there is college hockey is in full swing. So um, Notre Dame is on NBC Sports relatively regularly, and they may be covering other teams as well. I'm not sure. And then uh, World Juniors will be around Christmas time. So there is hockey to scratch the itch until the NHL comes around. Imagine Pauly Cupcakes not knowing when other teams other than the fucking Fighting Irish are playing. Check that background. (laughs) We're not filming this, Pauly. But yes, I see (laughs) that you have your whole fucking Irish bullshit on whatever. Anyways. Caps fans, until <laughs> next time, that's a good that's a good time to end it. Uh it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. You guys stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.